just going to pray quickly before I start, that's okay. Holy Spirit, I just um, commit this morning to you, Lord Jesus, and just I just pray that, Holy Spirit, you will speak through me, whatever you want to say, Lord. Father, I just pray um, against any fear or anxiety, Lord. Father, I just commit everything to you this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So, um, it's talking about prayer. I wasn't going to say this, but what Emma said this morning, it just really ties up about the love of God. Like, um, I feel like there are some people in here that are not aware how much Jesus loves them. And as I was reading Genesis... I'm not going to quote the scriptures, but there's just so much love, how much Jesus loves people. He created you in his image, and it says twice, he created them in the image of God, in the image of God he created them. And then he created this beautiful garden for them to live in. And as I was reading, um, my um, attention stopped on this river, um, how it was described. So there was a river in the garden, and there was this pure gold and these precious stones. And as I was reading this, I just saw a picture that the shine, sun was shining, and all these like, lights were coming together, like really beautiful. And God was walking in the garden with Adam and Eve, and they were talking, they were fellowshipping, and there was just pure love. you know. And even when Adam and Eve have sinned, and they had to leave the garden, God still gave them a second chance. You know, God still wanted to have that fellowship back. So what he did, he did the the most selfless thing. He gave his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us. I mean, I can't imagine giving my child to die on the cross. But can you imagine, like, standing there and watching Jesus dying? This is how much he loves us. Like, you know, as parents, we wouldn't want anything to happen to our children. We're overprotective. Can you imagine, like, for your child to do that for the human being? That's the love of God for you. So um, prayer is a fellowship with God. This is what we were created for at the beginning. He created us for the fellowship. So when we pray, we don't need to like follow any special rituals or anything. This is just a conversation with God, with your heavenly Father. He loves to hear from you. He knows your needs, but he still wants to hear your voice because he wants to bless you and he wants to speak with you. Mark eleven twenty four says this. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And Hebrews 11.6 says, And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So we can see that God responds to faith. And what is faith? Again, the answer is found in the Bible. Hebrews 11.1 says, Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Bible teaches us to pray with faith. And faith is to believe that God is who he says he is and that he does what he says he does. Matthew 21, 21 to 22 says this, Jesus told them, I tell you the truth, if you have faith and don't doubt, you can do things like this and much more. You can even say to this mountain, May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. You can pray for anything, and if you have faith, you will receive it. So in this verse, Jesus specifically tells the disciples they will receive anything they ask, but only if they have faith. This means trust in God and his power to do what he wants to do. It also means an alignment with the will of God. 
So I didn't grow up in Christian family, but I always prayed to God. And my prayers were very simple. They were never fancy. There was just the words that I wanted to say to Jesus because I knew that he would listen to me and he would answer my prayer. And I'm going to share a testimony how Jesus responded to a simple prayer. So for those that don't know, I'm from Ukraine. And um, I lived in England um, since I was 16. And um, I went back to Ukraine for a visit. And I was traveling back to England. I was traveling back to England through Poland. Uh, and my train got severely delayed and I started worrying. I thought, oh no, I'm going to miss my flight to England. I, I just thought, I, ha I haven't prepared for this journey. I didn't have any Polish money. I haven't got like time to exchange anything. I don't know how to get to the airport. And I started panicking. I was 16 years old. So what I did, I just stood there, just looked in the sky and I said, Jesus, help and as I said that, the gentleman came to me, and he said to me, Tanya, don't worry, you need to get to this trolley bus, and that trolley bus just pulled behind me, and he said, um, here's some Polish money for you, for your ticket, and then he said, stand next to this girl, and she will help you. So I was just, at that time, I didn't even think what was happening, I was just really grateful, I was like, oh, thank you so much, how can I ever repay you? I said, oh, I'll give you some, like, pounds but, you know, for the money that you've given me. And he said, if you want to repay me, just do good to someone. So as I hop on that trolley bus that was behind me, there was this girl um, who was happening. He, she was also traveling to England. And she said, don't worry, I will look after you. Just stick with me. You'll be fine. And she really did look after me. She, like, showed me where to go. She, she took a good care of me. And um, I felt really safe and calm with her. And when I got on the plane, eventually, I just wanted to thank her. And I went to look for her, but I couldn't see her, even though she was flying to the same destination. So that was my prayer. When I said, Jesus, help, I don't know who these people were, but I know that God helped, sent help. That was an answer to my prayer. And similar thing actually happened to my mom. We all know my mom. Um, uh, when the war started... Um, in Ukraine. Uh, we all prayed for her, for her safe journey to come to England. My mom is in Nervrak when she's traveling, and especially, she doesn't speak English, there was a language barrier. Her biggest fear was to get to the airport, and like she doesn't know what queue to join, and she just panics. But anyway, we, we put a prayer request on the prayer chain, and the whole church prayed for her safe journeys. And when she got to the um, English airport, she was just stood there, she was very, very nervous. And she just looked around, and she saw people were busy going about their business. She didn't know who to approach. But her eyes stopped on this gentleman. Out of the whole crowd, he looked very, very calm. And he just came to her. Like, he had a smile on his face. He came to her, and he said, like, don't worry, I will help you. And my mom was like, oh, you must be in a rush. And he said, I am in a rush, but I will reach my destination on time. So he queued up on the queue with her. He waited with her very patiently. He looked after her. He took her where she needed to go. And she kept telling him that she was really anxious. And he said to her, don't worry, I will be with you till the end. And then when they came out from the airport, I was waiting for my mum at their arrivals. And she like rushed to me. And she was like, I want to introduce you to this gentleman. We came out together. And then she couldn't find him. So again, like we prayed for my mom, we asked for help, and Jesus released that help that she needed. So when I pray, I know that God will answer my prayer according to his will. 1 John 5, 14 to 15 says this, 
Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we have asked of him. So it's very important um, to note that the scripture in this verse says, according to his will. Now, my dad was very sick. He had cancer. And the doctor's given him days to live. And I, I just was praying for him. I was praying for healing. I said, Lord, you can do anything. You can heal him. You can, you know, do whatever. And I was just praying and declaring healing over my dad. But I just felt that the Lord spoke to me very clearly. He said, it's not my will to heal him. And I said, okay, if this is not your will to heal him, then it's your will that no one perishes but for everyone to have eternal life. My dad was not a Christian, so I was just pleading with God. And I said, Lord, you know, save him. Whatever you need to do, just don't let him die without knowing you as his Lord and Savior. So before, like I spoke to my dad, I was trying to tell him about Jesus. He didn't really want to know, even though he was very sick. But as I said this prayer, his heart was softened, and I said, Dad, you need to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And he said, I'm ready and I'm willing. So I knew I didn't have time for a sermon. I didn't have time to read him Bible. I knew that the time was short. I felt it. But it's very easy to accept Jesus into your life. So I said to him, all you have to do, you need to say these three words, sorry, thank you, and come into my life. And it's, Jesus, I'm sorry for my sin. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Please come into my life. I will make you my Lord and Savior. So my dad said this prayer and literally passed away minutes after. Now my sister wasn't with us when dad passed away. And she had the dream that he came to her and everything, like it was a white background and he was like at peace. And she looked at him and she said, dad, where are you? And he said, I'm at peace now. Don't worry about me. So that was a confirmation that God saved him before he died. I stood on these prayers, 2 Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. And Acts 13, 31 says this, Believe in the Lord, they said, and you and your household will be saved. So I believed and I stood on this promise and I said, Lord, you know, I don't want anyone to die without knowing you. And when my dad died, it, it was a tough time, but God's given me so much peace. I felt his presence like never before and he, he held me together. And I'm not grieving like the rest of the world because I have this assurance that one day I will see him again. So would my dad's story ended any different if I did not pray for him? And do you see why it's important to pray? It matters when we pray, and it matters when we don't. People's destinies can be affected by our prayer. God created us to exist forever. When we die and leave this earth, we will spend eternity somewhere. The Bible promises that everyone who asks Jesus into their life will spend eternity in heaven with him. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So it's so important. Do you know where your loved ones will spend their eternity? You need to pray for them with faith and reverence and declare God's promises over their life because tomorrow is not promised. 
You know, Jesus could come any point. Like, the things that happen in the world so fast. I mean, there's no time. Like, we need to repent. We need to come to Jesus. And um, I'm going to share a testimony with Tom, and I do have his permission to share this. So, um, when we first got married, Tommy was not really a Christian. He was coming to church to keep me happy. And he's very honest about this, and he says that. I'm coming to keep you happy. So anyway, I still prayed for him, and I prayed uh, for his salvation, but my prayer wasn't like, it was not a desperate prayer. It was just, Lord, I just pray that you'll save my husband in Jesus' name, amen. But, <laughs> but <laughs> I know, <laughs> one night, we were just going to bed, and um, I happened to open my Bible on Luke 17, and that talks about the last days, and my eyes jumped on the verse, Luke 17:34. It says, it's that night, two people will be asleep in one bed. One will be taken, the other left. And that was a revelation for me. And I was like, wow, if Jesus were to come tonight, Tommy will be left behind. And do you know what? My prayer changed. I was literally on my knees. I was crying to God, and I was just... You know, I was just saying, God, save him, whatever. It's from, like, Jesus, please save him. In Jesus' name, I'm meant to, like, God, save him. You know, like, I, I, I didn't want, like, that prayer just shook me to my core. You know, I, I don't want anyone to be left behind. There's so many people that haven't accepted Jesus into their life and their Lord and Savior. So anyway, God answered my prayer. Um... Tommy, he came to church to keep me happy one day, but um, they announced a, a mission trip to Philippines, and uh, Tommy felt led to go, and he said to me, I don't know why, but I need to go on that trip, and I said to him, well, you know, go. Yes, this trip costs money, but if this is, if this is God's will, he will provide and literally, the finances just came out of nowhere. Tommy put his, faith, uh, his name in faith, and that trip was paid for. It was amazing. So when Tommy went for this trip, he, his faith was like quite small in God. But what happened was, is that there was this little girl who was crippled from birth, and the group that went to a mission trip surrounded her, and they were praying for her. Now, this girl, she couldn't walk. She was crippled, and they didn't really have a medicine in the um, Philippines. So, like, her siblings were carrying her to church. And as this group surrounded this little girl, and they were praying for her, the power of God came in, and her legs began to straighten in front of everybody, in front of the village. And she started to walk for the first time. Now, maybe Tommy needed to see this miracle to believe that God is real. But when he came back, he shared this testimony in the church. And I remember what he said. My faith in God was here. Now my faith is God in here. <laughs> so, you know, God answered that prayer. You know, sometimes people will just accept, you know, without questioning anything. Sometimes people need to see a miracle that God is really real. So, you know, maybe Tommy needed to see this miracle. And God did it just for him. He, like made the circumstances work in his favor. He made this trip possible, and he saved this miracle for him. So Luke 18, 7 says, God will always 
give what is right to his people who cry to him night and day, and he will not be slow to answer them. Thank you, Jesus. So my life will not be the same if I did not pray. I faced many challenges and difficulties, but I always brought everything in prayer to God. I don't believe I will be a homeowner if I did not pray and declared God's word over the situation. Would my husband be saved if I did not pray for him? Would my mom come to know Jesus as her Lord and Savior if I did not pray for her? And it's very important to intercede for the loved ones. Keep interceding for them in faith. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, Pray without ceasing. To pray without ceasing means to have our minds always on the things of God, to be in constant communication with Him, so that every moment may be as fruitful as possible. When you pray, have faith that God can do anything, no matter what what your situation looks like. Do not limit God just because you don't understand how He can come through for you, because in your eyes it's hopeless. God will answer your prayer according to your faith. Matthew 9, 28 to 29 says, When he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him and asked them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, According to your faith, let it be done to you. And their sight was restored. So again, according to your faith. Now, I shared my testimony about the dishwasher. So, my dishwasher was broken, and um, I did what, what you would do. You would call an engineer and book him in. So, the engineer was quite booked up, and um, his next slot was, like, in two weeks' time. So, I've booked this appointment for engineer to come, but, like, next day, I came um, home from work. I was tired, and there's a pile of dishes waiting for me, and I was just, I just started praying over the dishwasher. I was like, Lord, I just pray that you will just fix this dishwasher. I don't know how, but you can do anything. I'm a tither, and you said that if you tithe, I will, you know, um, I will look after your crops. I said, I don't have crops, but I have dishwasher, so please fix it. So anyway, as I said this prayer, I kid you not, my dishwasher started working. And I, I remember I, I shared this with Stacy, and I, <laughs> I messaged her, and I said, Listen to the sound of the dishwasher. <laughs> and it was just working. And it, it, it working. And um, I was working from home that time. And I completely forgot to um, cancel this engineer. So I, I see him, like, pulled outside. He comes in. And I thought, how am I going to explain this to him? And as he comes in, my dishwasher is on. And I was like, I'm just, I'm just going to say how it is. I'm just going to say, look, it was broken. I prayed it's fixed. But anyway, I genuinely recorded this conversation. Dan, can we play this? It's literally like, it's, it's like a minute long. It's very, very short. So anyway, I, I explained to the um, engineer. I said, the dishwasher is broken. Uh, I prayed, it's fixed. So anyway, he starts looking into it. And he's, as he's, he's looking into a dishwasher, he's muttering something to himself. He goes, oh, okay, there's like this lies. This is false. So with this fault alone, the dishwasher should not be working. And yet it's working. And then he looks again. He goes, oh, there's a missing part. And yet it's turning on with the missing part and the fault. Okay, and then he looks again and he goes, the um, pipe where the water is traveling is solid blocked. He said, there is no way that the water can get through these pipes. And he said, yet the dishes are coming out clean. (laughs) 
And he goes, well, scientifically, this is impossible. Guys, you know, if I, I thought to myself, if I did not record this, nobody would believe me. Dan, can we play this? It's an awkward In terms of science, it should work your smile. Pray God. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> so, Matthew 19, 26. Jesus looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, it's impossible, but with God, everything is possible. Luke 17, 6, the Lord said, If your faith were the size of the mustard seed, you could say to this mountain tree, Dig yourself up and plant yourself in the sea, and it will obey you. Do you know, similar thing actually happened to my sister with her gutters. So she, <laughs> she paid somebody good money to fix her gutters, and they completely ripped her off, and they were broken. So oh, she was on the phone to me crying, and I was like, Okay, let's just pray for your gutters. I said, Jesus was a carpenter, and I totally believe that he can fix it. I don't know how, but, you know, he fixed my dishwasher, so he can fix your gutters. So anyway, we prayed on the phone. Next thing you know, somebody from London contacted her, and um, it was a gentleman. He said, "Um, I'm looking for people who have been ripped off, and he said, I want to put this right. He said, I'm going to come down, and I'm going to fix your gutters for free. So he literally, he came down from London, did not charge her for his travel time. She lived in Bournemouth, did not charge her for travel money. He did not charge her for the parts. He did not even accept any food from her. He said, I want it to be a blessing. I want it to be like completely free. And he fixed her gutters like the day after we prayed and asked Jesus to help. So God responds. Nobody can tell me that God doesn't respond to faith. When I pray, I don't think how God is going to come through in certain situations. I just know that he is God and he can do anything. Nothing is too big for him. Mark 10, 23 to 27. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said again, children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were even more amazed and said to each other, who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, with men it's impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. So another testimony. Our guinea pig was sick. I wasn't sure whether to share this or not, but you know, little things are important to God too. And our guinea pig had a stroke or something. She, she was very, very poorly. She was tilted to one side. She was blind on one, one side. She couldn't really move. And in a natural, it looked like she wasn't going to make it. But we were praying for her. And then Katie picked her scriptures in the Bible, and she wrote them on a piece of paper, and she put them in her hatch. And she said, her name's Gail. So we said, Gail can stand on the, um, God's promises. 
We anointed her with oil. We prayed over her. We believed. People were um, referring to her as the sick one. And we said, no, no, she's the healed one. We're going to start speaking that in faith. We're going to call her the healed one. So anyway, Jesus healed our guinea pig. She was completely healed. Like, she was crippled. She couldn't move. Like, she had a stroke. But her body was straightened. The blurry eye was, like, absolutely fine. The stuff, like, from the blurry eye, like, completely came off. And it was a real miracle. And my mom was like, wow, if I didn't believe before, I believe now. And she said, I want to pray like this. I want to see miracles like this. So I said to her, read the Bible, you know, learn who God is. And anyone can pray like this. I mean, I'm not super spiritual or anything. I just believe that God can do it. And I, I know when I call out on the name of the Lord, this is the highest name that you can call on. And he can do anything, no matter whether it's a sick guinea pig or a dishwasher, anything. He, you know, he's a heavenly father. He loves us so much and he wants to answer our prayers. So what we should pray for, anything, it's about having childlike faith that nothing is impossible for God. I pray for everything because I want God to be involved in my daily life. I pray, um, I pray when I go shopping, Jesus, I pray that there will be some reduced avocados. I pray for parking, Lord, I pray there will be some free parking spaces. I pray for healing, provision, household salvation, protection, God's favor. And he answers my prayers according to my faith and according to his will. He is a heavenly father and the things that are important to us are the things that are important to God. James 1.6 says, But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. When we pray to God, it's important to understand who God is. When we look at prayer of Jesus, God always answered his prayer, because he prayed with reverence. Hebrews 5.7-8, In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. And what is reverence? Reverence is a profound respect and love. When you have a reverent attitude towards God, you honor him Express your gratitude to him and obey his commands. I will encourage you to grow your faith in God. And how do you do it? Romans ten seventeen. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Read your Bible so you get to know God's character more. That he's a loving father. He's for you. He makes all things work together for your good. His plans are to prosper you and not to harm you. To give you future and hope. He supplies all our needs. And he heals all our diseases. He is a God of exceedingly abundantly more than he could never ask, think or imagine. He's the Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end. He made you in his image. And he sent his son to die for you, so that you may have life and life to the full. Everything you need is found in him. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He is the way, the truth, and the life. It's so important to know who you are in God and how much he loves you. You are the child of the Most High God. Never forget who you are and whose you are. Ephesians 6.16, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. We should not lose sight of the idea that we are to take hold of faith. Exercising faith is a major part of the Christian life. 
It's what we do to depend on God rather than ourselves. It's the method by which we can defend ourselves against Satan. Romans 4.20, Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger, and in this, he brought glory to God. Abraham had his focus on, on God's power to fulfill his promise and not on circumstances he was facing. Abraham knew that God was willing and able to keep every promise he made to Abraham. So guys, would it be okay if I prayed for you? So as I said to you, like you know with that prayer with my dad, sorry, thank you for coming to my life. Would it be okay if we all sort of just bowed our heads and closed our eyes and said that? And I just want to say, if you wanting to maybe sort things out before God, maybe this spoken to you this morning, or if this is the first time that you will be saying this to Jesus, if I'll ask you to, while every head is bowed and the eyes are closed, if you could just raise your head, just so I can see it, your hand, and just so I can pray for you. So, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. I'm sorry for my sin. Please come into my life. I will make you my Lord and Savior. So if you pray this prayer, and if you meant it with all your heart, and if you would like to sort things out with God, or if you wanted to invite God to your heart for the first time, just please just gently raise your head while every head is bowed and eyes is closed. If you raise your hand, just so I can see it, please. Just so I can pray for you. I've seen the hand. Thank you. Is there anybody else this morning? As I said, tomorrow is not promised. Jesus can come any time. Bible says that he will come like a thief in the night. He can even come today. Like, I wouldn't want anyone to be left behind. I don't want, like, if Jesus comes and takes some of us and some of us are left behind, I've seen your hand, thank you. That is not a pressure, and the, I, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just, I just want to see everybody saved. I don't want anyone to go to lost eternity, and that's not God's heart for you either. He loves you so much. Jesus, I thank you for the person that's responded, Lord. Father, I just pray for your blessings upon that person, Lord. Father, I just pray that they will know how fiercely you love them, Jesus. Father, I just pray that from this day onwards, they will know how real you are. And they will know that they can pray for you and to you any time, Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you that every time that we say the name Jesus, you hear us. And you answer all the prayers, no matter how big or small. You're God of healing, Lord Jesus. You heal all our diseases. Lord, you died on the cross so we can be healed. And I declare healing over everyone this morning who needs healing in Jesus' mighty name. I declare provision over everybody this morning who, who needs the provision. I just pray that the needs will be met this morning. I pray for new testimonies in Jesus' name, Lord Jesus. Father, I just pray that you will touch every person, Lord. Father, I just pray that it will not be a guilt that elders your love for you, Lord Jesus. I just pray that you will touch every heart. If there's any hearts that are hardened this morning, I just 
pray, Lord, that you will soften it with your love. Like you, you softened my dad's heart, Lord Jesus, before he died. Father, I thank you that you're here this morning, Lord. I thank you that your power is working this morning in every heart and every life, Lord Jesus. Father, we just pray for the congregation and we declare household salvations in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.